The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hello, Joanne. Hello, everyone. And Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Very well, thanks. So uh, today I want to start off with a little bit of just a, almost follow-up, but a little bit of just a... I did what I said you shouldn't do, which is I installed the uh, iPad OS 14 public beta on my iPad, which <laughs> and it didn't immediately melt into a it, slab of it did plastic. Not. <laughs> no, no, uh, and in fact, uh, it's a little underwhelming at the moment because the two the iPad OS upgrade was perhaps the uh, the smallest of the upgrades. They had the fewest new mm. features. I mean, there's this stuff in there definitely, but the, it's the least noticeable features. Uh, so it's got the, it doesn't have the same sort of widgets that the iPhone gets, which is the you know, widgets you can put anywhere. It's got really? the widgets that you can put on the left side in the today view You know, on the iPad, you can put on the left side and it's got the smart stack and the, and the various things like that, which is fine. But all the only widgets available now are the Apple widgets. The third party widgets mm. aren't available yet. So I don't, and, and I don't use Apple's apps for very much i use third-party apps for most stuff so that's not has not been that big a deal for me yet um some of the some of the home automation stuff in the home kit stuff that it's some of it's there some of it's not quite there yet they're still rolling it out um in the same thing with shortcuts i was all excited because shortcuts got some new triggers including on app close which I will someday when when that when that's available explain why that's important to me in one of my future picks. But I'm like, oh, on app close as a trigger, yay! And it's not there yet. So so there's stuff that's not there yet. <laughs> what? But what is there is uh, Scribble, which is really cool. So Scribble is this new way where you can use the Apple Pencil to navigate to do things. Um, so for instead of using the keyboard, so anywhere where you could use the keyboard, you can now just handwrite, and the the handwriting recognition. Let me just say, this is no Newton message pad. This is good. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I mean, it recognizes my handwriting, although I'm I'm going to have to modify because I have a, my handwriting is, ever since I was a kid, has always been a sort of modified um, caps, all caps, mm. you know, bigger or smaller. If, if it's a smaller capital A, it's, sm mm. it's lower. I had terrible handwriting as a kid, and this was my way of dealing with that. But it interprets it all as me shouting all the time. So I'm going to have to relearn uh, to to write with lowercase letters, actual lowercase letters on the iPad. But um, it works really well. I can you can write uh, in Safari. You can write right on the address bar of where you want to go. Um, you you uh, you can write in notes and you can select it and move it. You can copy it. So like I can handwrite a note and come back and then select it. And it pops up and says copy as text. And I can copy that as pa copy and pasteable text. I mean, it's hmm. really, it's really cool. So that's been cool so far. Um, it, the, I waited to the public beta um, and uh, for the iPad. Um, I'm not putting it on my phone. I just, maybe in a later beta, 
not the first public beta. Um, I just can't, I can't risk the phone. Certainly not putting it on my my computer because there, <laughs> there may not be any podcasts after that point. Um, just the stuff that the computer that I run for the daily work is um, too susceptible to being disrupted by upgrades. So, um, and I, I wouldn't put it on TVOS be- or a watch because those are very hard to undo the beta. Right. So that's I, I don't I don't want to risk that. So uh, iPad OS is it for now. I, I will say I'm surprised with the widgets choice that they aren't allowing the widgets because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, avowed Android fan, but I use yeah. an iPad and I have an iPad I use all the time and I have absolutely no use for the widgets on the iPad because it's yeah. hidden. It's not something you just mm. glance at. That's the well, nice thing about you can widgets show on them. Android. No, you can, you can have the widgets on the left side. Um, there's a setting even in iPad OS 13. Not, not, you're not talking about swiping to the left to get to the widgets, but actually on you pull yeah. up the iPad in the main screen and the widgets yep. go on there. So I'm going to hold up my iPad. Okay, okay. Now that that makes a little more sense because yeah. I was just my my thing I was talking about was the nice thing on Android is I've got a couple of widgets where it's my calendar. Yep. It's a couple of my you know the the, the weather widget, and I can just glance at the phone. I don't have to swipe. I don't have to move. It's just right there. Right. And, and that's the one thing I hated about when they added widgets to iOS, iPadOS, yes. iPhone OS, is you couldn't do that. You still had to do the swipe to the right or swipe up or whatever it was. Right. And it, it didn't work the same way. So I'm, I'm glad to see at least, I know on the iPhone it's supposed to work more like Android where you could put it kind of anywhere on the phone. That's right. Yeah, but, on, you know, on iPad, though, actually, the way they do that now that, now that you, I see it, that actually makes a lot more sense. Because it it's does. there, it's visible, but it's out of the way. Yeah, I, I still kind of, I mean, the iPad is usually, for most iPads, it's m- enough screen real estate. Like, I don't need the 50 different icons on the screen. I, I I wouldn't mind getting some more of that icon space and using it for a widget here or mm-hmm. there. Um, because the widget space that they give you is somewhat limited. And um, it, it they reserve, like, the, the on-screen bit to the... Uh, to their built-in widgets, and then right. you can scroll up to get to your other widgets. But mm. I, I don't know. I just wish I, I wish they gave us uh, as much um, option, as many options as they give us on the phone, so, or they will be giving so us on the something, phone. Something like Android, where you can put the widget wherever you want on that screen. You can yeah. put it on different windows or different screens. You can all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to being able to do that on my phone because uh, I, I like that idea. Uh, well, you nice probably speech. just convinced me not to put any beta on until later until <laughs> yes. I can play with it. Well, I was thinking of it, yeah. but now I, the only one I think I'd be interested in right now is the phone. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to see those widgets in action on the phone. On the iPad, eh, I'm interested in Scribble, though. That yeah. That yeah. sounds really interesting. So that might go on the smaller iPad when I'm done using it for live streaming. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't want to screw anything <laughs> up at this moment. Yeah. Now, now if, if, if that Scribble had a Palm OS graffiti mode where you could do the old graffiti <laughs> letters, I was a master at those bad Same boys here. way back when. Same here, graffiti. Yes, I could go fast on that. <laughs> uh, faster than regular writing, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would wait if you, I mean, I would wait till beta, like th- this was public beta two. I'm, I would wait till at least public beta three, but probably like till the end, like till end of August, early September. Uh, that's because not only is it when the, the operating system itself will be in better shape, but the third party apps will have rolled out some updates. The mm-hmm. developers will have had time to fix things and get things uh, into a, 
uh, you know, the, 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 the less broken state things are in now. So uh, I would I would hold off on that. It's tempting. It's very tempting. I did it last year and got away with it. I'm not tempting fate this year by putting yeah. it on my phone. It's always a surprise when you go to open up that one app you need right now. And it's like, oops, it isn't working on the beta. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. So uh, so that's where that's where I am with the uh, uh, iPad beta. All right. So let's talk about our, our main topic today, which is uh, we one of the things that's happened, this changed in the world in the past six months, is uh, that online grocery shopping has become not just an oddity or uh, an, a little extra. It has become a lifeline for many people. It's become mm-hmm. for, for many people who have who do not want to leave their home uh, in, in the lockdown uh, situation. It's become the way that they get their groceries. And uh, so we wanted to talk about some of the online grocery options that are out there and what you know, and the different uh, pros and cons, and and some of the ideas. And and uh, Joanne, you've been using online grocery shopping for for most of this time. What what have you used? What's what what is the the service that or, and the style that you're using? Because they come in different types as well. Yeah, they do. Um, what I've been using up to maybe maybe the last month has been Peapod. Peapod is a subsidiary of a Stop and Shop corporation, which is a subsidiary of a few other things. But around here in New England, it's Stop and Shop. And Peapod basically goes to you put your order online, you pick your day and time that you want it delivered, and then it'll ask you, do you want substitutions in case we can't find things? And I hate to tell you, half the time they can't yeah. uh, just because of the way shipping is going on now. And then it comes to your house. They're very contactless. They bring it up to the door. They ring your doorbell and they go back in the truck. Um, it's been, depending on the month, either great or less than satisfying. And I think it all depends on what they have in their distribution house. It's not like they're going to your local stop and shop and picking out your groceries. That's a big difference. That's a big thing to remember. Right. Which is also better for someone like me who can't get certain things at her stop and shop than she can get at others. That's a whole other story. So I don't mind going through the distribution. That's the only that's the only thing that's been a huge bit of a problem. Things that that are cold come cold. Things that you ask for substitutes, they will always substitute, of course, with their house brand. Right. uh, Because that's good business. But I was getting to the point where a lot, I, I would say no substitution because I would prefer to have certain items that are still, you know, familiar to my family. And um, we were getting like half an order. Right. Because they mm-hmm. just can't, depends on the day they could do it. Now, way in the beginning of all this, when I got turned on to it, we were waiting a week to 10 days before we could get a delivery. Right. They were so slow. Yeah. That's how backed up they were. Now it's a little bit better, but that, and I'm sure if we go into quarantine again, it'll happen again. That seems to be the issue. They don't have enough drivers. They don't have enough um, people to do this. That's why a lot of my friends moved over to a system called Instacart, right? which will go to different places. And that's a one-person shopper. That's you, you get a shopper, and that shopper will work with you. They'll talk with you on text and say, I've, I found this, I can't find this, would you like this as a substitution? They'll keep in touch with you as they're shopping. 
depending on where they're going. I used Instacart for CVS way in the beginning. Right. And it was very, you know, it was very easy. Each one of them will always ask you, do you want to tip your driver? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you can tip them whatever you'd like because they don't want you handing them money. Right. But um, Instacart will go into places um, also that will have their own too. So they will go, they don't go to stop and shop, but they will go to a place called BJ's right. warehouses, which is like Costco and yeah. which is like a Costco or a Sam's Club. Yeah. Right. But with BJ's, I found with BJ's, they have a delivery of their own, but they're not reliable as, as reliable as Peapod. But if you have them shop for you, which you can have them do. They you you send them their order. They'll shop it. You get there. Out comes your cart. Curbside pickup. In it. Yeah. No, yep. it's not just curbside. It's got every it, it's got everything in it. You have to bring it to your car. They don't bring it to your car. Okay. There's a difference I found in curbside pickup. This is just in store pickup. Okay. Curbside comes to your car. Right. I've done that. And yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a little bit different. I think Walmart does that. And, and Stop and Shop does it too. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do a curbside as well. It's funny with Walmart is they started doing curbside before we even you know heard the word COVID. They had because right. I remember last summer they were advertising it. Uh, they just started as kind of a new thing, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is something people actually are going to need. Right. Uh-huh. I did. I've done. I did curbside years ago, like like three four years ago now. Uh, when Stop and Shop was doing it, uh, when I'd be on my way home from work, my my wife would call in the order and I would stop there on the way home and it would be ready and waiting. They'd have, they have these outside refrigerated cases that you know are locked mm-hmm. and uh, an employee would, would come over, grab them and put them in the car. I always felt weird because it would be like this teenage girl loading my car with all these bags and I'm just sitting there going, um, <laughs> I feel kind of awkward. Like I should get out and help her. But, you know, I understand that. <laughs> we, and we've tried Peapod delivery before. And one of the things that we ran into is, well, a couple of things. One is, is you get a window. Uh, we'll right. be there between this time and this time. That's like any delivery service. Um, and that sometimes is a pretty broad window <laughs> that mm. they, they give you. So you have to be kind of ready at any time. The other thing is those substitutions. You know, when you're shopping for like like ham and you want, I don't know, like a Virginia honey baked ham or whatever. Mm. And they'll bring and they substitute, they'll substitute like, uh, I don't know, a Spanish ham or something like complete, like <laughs> technically there's still, it's still ham, but it's the, not the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you often do have to deal with that. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I would go with no substitutions. Right. Because I found after two different deliveries, I was like, "Eh, I don't like your definition of substitution. (laughs) Any of these services, you have to, and it takes you a little bit, realize that you're not going to get always what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to, when you shop it, you have to know, do I need this now or can I wait? Yeah. Because if it's something you can't wait, then you have to say, okay, I need the substitution. I had that with flour in the beginning. I was trying to get flour and it it was like, no, there's no all purpose. There's no bread flour. There's no wheat flour. Oh, gluten free. They're going to substitute that. Okay. Does that cook the same way? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Does that bake the same way? I'm not sure. Nope. So and that that brings up a a question I have now. I've lived in areas that don't have this, uh, although the town I was living in Malta, you could, I could I, if I needed to, I probably could have called the, you know, the, the Albertson store, our grocery store chain and said, Hey, can you know, 
can you have someone bring this over? And they would, you know, <laughs> small because town. I know they would do that. They would do that for, yeah, it's a small town. So they would do yeah. that for, uh, you know, um, Regular. elderly, homebound, yep. things like that. So, but no official going onto the Albertsons app, even though they advertised it, but no going onto the Albertsons app and doing all that. But the question I would have is like you, the example of the flour. Gluten-free flour is generally a lot more expensive per pound than all-purpose flour. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, a, a lot of times when I shop, there might be, well, it would be nice to get this, but only if it's on sale. Or if, you know, they have the store brand and it's under, say, $3, but if it's over $3, then I'm really not that interested right now. You know, is there a way to kind of specify things like that? Because I can see if you're worried about money issues, they could actually, that could actually hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, it could. And I, I learned something with Peapod, too. They will honor sales if you've left it in your cart over their sale time. Hmm. So what I would do, especially in the beginning when, when it was a week to 10 days for delivery, I would put things in the cart right away and keep them there. And as it was going on, the price would not change. Once it's in the cart, the price stayed there. Yeah. So that's a that's a boon. Now, if you take it out of the cart and put it back in, well, now you get the, the higher right. price if it's off sale. I'm pretty sure most of them will, it, with a substitution, they will honor the price of the product you wanted. So if they give okay. you a more expensive item, I think they still give it to you for the, the lesser. Because, again, you know, like the example of flour or even ham, where if they substitute something that is significantly more expensive, that could hurt yeah. if mm. they charge you the price of what it could be or yeah. what, it, what the difference would be. I mean, they could put prosciutto in my in my cart instead of Virginia baked ham, and I'll take <laughs> yeah, it for exactly. the same price. <laughs> You'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. No but, complaint. And, this, and this, I want to specify, this is usually the in-house uh, uh, delivery services, Instacart. They don't get a say in the pricing. Like they, they, right. they are whatever they're whatever's charged. And one of the things I've, we've tried Instacart as well. And one of the things we found and, and friends have said is that sometimes the Instacart shoppers don't understand the pro the products that you're shopping for, uh, mm. and they'll 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 put something in the cart that is definitely not what you asked for. And like, why mm -hmm. do you think this is that? Uh, I can't think of an example off the top of my head or something like, well, I remember someone got a banana, like they wanted a bunch of bananas and they got a banana. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. You know, that <laughs> sort of mis misunderstanding is possible. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Instacart uh, kind of like an Uber type thing yes. where it's just individuals signing on? Yeah, that explains it. Yeah, it's gig. It's gig economy. Yeah, right. And and I did not have that problem with my Instacart person, and my friends have not had their that problem. In fact, they've been very happy with the fact that they'll text them, that they'll you know send them a picture and say, "Is this okay?" So I guess maybe they've learned through the COVID experience that the more they make people happy, a they get repeat business and b they get a bigger tip yes mm -hmm. because i'm sure people reflected that reflected their you know displeasure in the tip amount right <laughs> now joanne you mentioned uh, cvs and using instacart mm -hmm. for cvs well one of the nice things that's happened is uh is cvs i'm not sure if walmart has, has done this but cvs they they've had a delivery service before it cost extra like you because mm -hmm. you, you, if you don't if if say if you're elderly and you can't get down to cvs all the time to refill all your 100 prescriptions like uh, my yeah. family seems to have like 100 prescriptions that we have uh and if and getting down there and during the, the the coronavirus that you know people don't want to 
sick people go to pharmacies. Yeah, exactly. So they made that free and it's still free right now, uh, right. a delivery service. So you get things in generally one to two days. So that's really nice. And I use the app all the time to reorder prescriptions and re- refill. You can also add stuff, anything that they sell in the store, like, uh, you know, uh, cough drops or um any like any of the regular products that they have that can right. be shipped they mm-hmm. as opposed to like grocery sorts that like you can, you can't really put like milk in it cuz they can't right. s- ship it to you but anything that can be shipped and you can add in like band-aids or whatever and and it's all free it's there's no additional nice. cost. they've made it free for now so and I, who knows how long that'll go on for but i've found that to be very useful i have one medication that has to be refrigerated so i still have to go in for that when that's refilled but uh, but all the other stuff that our family has it's just yeah just send it just send it and it's really convenient i i kind of hope that doesn't go away <laughs> no it would be nice if it stuck around uh, i have a thing i well let's put it this way i think it's going to stick around for a while yeah <laughs> uh one of the other like talk it's a little bit different but uh our we are big my family we're big into farmers markets we love our local farmers market we've gone there for years every summer every saturday uh, and this is kind of this whole thing has kind of thrown it for a loop. And they've come up with a solution, which is uh, a drive through market. So they have all the vendors have uh, websites now that, that are linked from the farmer's market website. And mm-hmm. every like Tuesday or Wednesday, you go online and you order your market goods, you know, your farmer's market goods, whatever they're ha- going to have that week. And then you, you, when you come to the market, you stop at each market tent within your car and they'll bring stuff to your car. They'll even put it in the back for you. So you don't have to interact with them. You pay online. There's no exchange of money Mm. at the market. So it's all prepay pre-order. You can't just walk up. So that's a downside. And frankly, part of the thing that we love about the market isn't just the, the the fresh food, but the interaction with people, the social aspect, and that's kind of missing now, but this is better than nothing. And uh, it's interesting to see that each vendor has to set up their own, uh, sales uh, web page, and but there is one uh, service that a lot of them use, and I don't know if it's local or not. I'm just looking for the what it's called again. I have it here: foodforall.com. Uh, food the number four all.com, and a lot of the different vendors use that. Uh, but some have set up their own Square sites. Some even use Venmo. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Some use a Google form and then send you an invoice afterward. That sort of thing. So um, that's that's all. You know, if you if you're used to going to a farmers market, check and see if they've been doing something like that. So uh, one of the the, the big ten thousand pound gorilla in this online grocery shopping <laughs> space is the same ten thousand pound gorilla that's in everything else online, which is Amazon, uh, who, yeah, who apparently true. has three, not one, not two, but three different online grocery services uh, that are very much alike and seem to overlap a lot. And uh, so let's talk about the them. Excuse me. Every We, we obviously know that Amazon bought Whole Foods a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, they, they, you can now go on the regular Amazon site and order uh, Whole Foods goods, stuff from Whole Foods that can either be picked up at the store or you can choose a delivery time, just like Peapod does. They also have something called Amazon Fresh and something else called Amazon Prime Now. They all uh, Fresh and Prime Now are delivery services for groceries, and they're kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Fresh, I think, is it's limited in, in where they where they are available now. It's mostly, I think, the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest. Uh, but it's most that's the thing. It's most like Peapod and some of these other in store grocery services. They have a van refrigerated. They put all your groceries in it. That's got all the fruits and vegetables and all the other meats and stuff and all the the other packaged goods. And they bring it to your house. Prime now you can also get. <laughs> Uh, all of those same things you get fruits and vegetables packaged goods meats and that sort of thing uh but it's it's uh delivered from your local uh, whole foods which mm-hmm. is what the other <laughs> service does which is to say there is if you're a prime member if you're an amazon prime member you get all this stuff for free like the, the, no additional cost with free delivery and all, uh, free pickup um although um i think prime now the big difference is They'll deliver within a week, like today, they do like a, a, a mm. certain, they'll deliver you a certain amount of stuff within a couple hours. And it's, a, so mm. it's a limited uh, list of things. Whereas the regular Whole Foods delivery, they'll, that's whatever they have available. And that's, you have to choose a time, which is usually not today, but within a, you know, at, at, at the optimum. It's within a day or two uh, in the midst of all of this craziness. It's been as long as a couple of weeks, like you've been saying, Joanne. So mm. my guess is uh, at some point, these are all going to merge. Like, I can't imagine mm, yeah. have, that these three separate. This is typical big corporation stuff where they've bought things, started things. And you have these three different corporate divisions all doing the same thing in, a, in being inefficient about it. Well, and looking at looking at the the article here about the difference between Amazon Fresh and Fresh and Prime Now, I'm thinking you know the third one you've got you know the Fresh, the Prime Now, and then the Whole Foods via Amazon. I'm thinking Prime Now is what Whole Foods via Amazon is becoming. Yeah, ah, they're eventually yeah. just going to get rid of that third option altogether because you look at what Prime Now does. It's basically you can they will go to Whole Foods and grab what you want and deliver it within an hour or you can do pickup in some places right there so i I think that they're it looks like they're they're moving to that um that would that looks like that would be really nice to have unfortunately i don't have a whole food there's no whole foods in montana come on amazon get on it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the the closest whole foods to where i live right now is in bellingham massachusetts so and i'm in rhode island so yeah (laughs) that's yeah not a good pickup for me. Amazon, as far as I'm concerned, I use Amazon for like, um, I use it for my Benefiber. I use it for soap that I can't get anywhere mm-hmm. else. I use it for cleaner that I can't. And that's a, and I use their subscription service. Yes. So it shows up every so often. That, that might know. actually be a fourth grocery service. if you think about it, it yeah. yeah. I was oh, yeah. doing that before COVID, though. Right. Same that was here. something I was doing because they had cheaper. Now, however, during COVID, they've held up my Benefiber for two months because they don't have it. Yes. Mm. And they're like, would you like a substitute? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've actually, no. <laughs> I, we actually do subscribe and save and we do uh, like paper towels and some canned goods, mm. things that we get yep. in bulk, because that's generally what subscribe right. and save is, is bulk. I do like uh, coffee pods and, um, you know, uh, stuff like that and, you know, shampoo and, and toothpaste and uh, it's stuff that you need on a regular basis that you have a yep. that you have an idea of how fast you consume it, that that right. sort of thing. Right. Um, and so that has worked out. But, yeah, it's been it's been weird. Subscribe and save has been weird during the last mm-hmm. four or five months. Uh, yes. because of it um we we've like i ordered peanut butter and it's been held up like the teddy peanut butter has been held up 
for some reason. <laughs> and like they don't they don't tell you why, they don't tell you when. Well, you just and it doesn't help much Amazon and I know it's because of the issues they had with the virus in their warehouses. Yeah. But they've gotten really weird about shipping things out like, you know, Amazon Prime, it's its whole pitch was you will get it in two days. It's yes. not, it'll take two days shipping. It's you will have it in your hands in two mm. days or less. Right. And that now was the it's, it'll ha- you'll get two days when we finally decide to ship it in a week. Yeah. Right. You know, so they, they've gotten really weird about that. And I, and I, I, again, I know that's because of the issues in their warehouse and everything, but it's still frustrating where I order something. It's like, okay, it'll be here Thursday. Right. Or like order today, you know, this Wednesday. Oh, it'll be here Friday. Right. Oh no, no, actually we're not going to ship it until next Monday. So you won't get it until next week. Right. Yeah, it, it, Frank. Um, we pay one hundred thirty dollars a year for Prime. You know, that's the that's the stick. Yeah. You know, and that it t- with that you get free shipping, and you're going to get it with a couple of days. Yeah, and you get like Amazon Prime Video and some other stuff like that. But frankly, I wouldn't pay one hundred thirty bucks for Prime Video. That's just I, I consider that no. a bonus. That's that's added benefit, right? And and I and I'm looking right now at my subscribe and save, and both of them are telling me it's temporarily unavailable. And they're supposed to be delivered July 30th. Yeah. In fact, I just uh, experienced where um, my delivery date is July 12th. And everything on my on this month's subscribe and save, I got an e- email saying uh, technical de- de- uh, technical error or delivery delay. And yeah. then it all came. <laughs> I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to have it. But it's. Yeah, they're all struggling to to get mm-hmm. to get you know they're, they're under the, they're, they're, everything is straining under the increased load and yeah. uh, one of the things that that I look at this I say this is the future of where we're going I mean a lot of things are, are changing because of this uh, we're going to a cashless society you know uh, in things like digital wallets like Apple Pay uh, but also like online grocery. That's this is the future. Uh, one of the yeah, other things yeah. we're we're talking about here here in Massachusetts, I know other places have had it, is um, alcohol delivery. Like you can order alcohol mm-hmm. and, and get cocktails delivered to your house from your local bar and restaurant. <laughs> that, that's actually not legal yet, but there's a bill before the legislature yep. to do that. And I'm like, I think what a world. Texas actually did. Texas yeah. actually it was one of the states that actually did where they, you can you can call your local bottle shop and they will deliver. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> you can actually get delivery liquor now in in Massachusetts, uh, but this is delivery cocktails, like Cocktail. mixed oh. mixed drinks from the local bar. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a I'll take a six pack of gin and tonics, thanks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's an app called Drizzly, which is a national uh, service that lets you order um, alcohol. But I looked at it, and it was much more expensive than. The local place. We have a local place that's not too far from me that will actually deliver, and they they mm. they charge you the the list price for on the you know the same thing they charge you in the store plus a small delivery fee. Whereas Drizzly has a markup, and it's a it's not an insubstantial markup, so mm, that's mm. not my not my bag on that. But uh, so the the last thing I wanted to talk about in this area of online grocery shopping now that we've veered into uh, cocktails as grocery shopping that's a very broad definition but uh, <laughs> but let's talk like meal in a kit services now these obviously have been around a long time the hello fresh and blue apron and stuff and uh, i asked you both beforehand and you neither of you have had experience with these right uh but but i've tried both of them i got free trials of each of them and uh, just a couple things to say about them first is uh these are not for families like they're they're somewhat expensive and it's enough for two people to have a moderate portion not a large portion mm. 
but you know, if you are one person, it's like it's basically you could have lunch, like you have a like dinner and then a lunch leftovers. If it's two people, it's a moderate dinner. It's probably the actual correct proportions that you're supposed to have <laughs> nowadays. Uh, but uh, and then the and the the quality is pretty good. I mean, they and if you're not um, if you're not like a, an accomplished cook at all, they give you all the ingredients. They even prepare some of them like chopped uh but they give you the correct per- amount of each thing they have clear instructions to cook it so that's that's good for people who don't do a lot of cooking um but uh and and if you're a, if you're a family where the mom and dad eat a different meal from the kids like you make something di- you know mac and cheese for the kids and mom and dad have something uh nicer uh, that this could work for you but it is it's somewhat expensive uh for for it, over the just by making stuff from scratch, uh, but maybe cheaper than ordering delivery from your local mm. restaurant. So it, it, and fresher because it's it's cooked right there on your stove. So that that's all I really had to say about that one. And it, and I would say it would be healthier too than buying the you know meal in a box from the groceries mm. the frozen section meal in a box. Oh yes, yes. Also known as also known as Hungry Man. <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> man, no. as a as a kid, I wanted to have Hungry Man dinners every night. That was like the best, especially when you had that little apple pie thing that was like oh. as a dessert. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but. Man, as a kid, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. As a kid, it was the best thing in the world. (laughs) I would like to know how these meal and a kit services are doing during this COVID. And I'd also like to know how Omaha Steaks is making out. Yeah. Because they were some of the original delivery for people for steaks, for gifts, especially around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. The problem with Omaha is they're much more expensive than buying the same exact steak at the, steak at the grocery store. It's good food. It's good steaks. For what you get, yeah, it's, it is expensive. You can actually buy them on Amazon, which is kind of funny. Oh, gee. But when you can't get out, that's what I'm yeah. saying. If you can't get to your local your local yeah. butcher and the, or the butcher is closed because of all this, I wonder how they're doing as far as, Probably you know, are they experiencing well. the same thing as far as not getting deliveries to people or running out of stuff or... I'd be curious. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, just quickly scanning like news articles about Omaha steaks, and uh, all I'm seeing is is people saying they're a good choice for right now for meal, you know, meat delivery. Uh, well, they were they delivery. were pretty much set up for you know mass distribution. So yeah, and they're probably given the size of the company, they probably have their own you know dedicated ranches that they get their meat from and like their oh, own yeah. distribution system just like mcdonald's and burger king and that sort of thing so i wouldn't be surprised if they're able to get more stuff than your grocery store because that's well, been they, an issue for us yeah just the feedlots and all that stuff i'm sure or they if they don't own them they've got you know long-term contracts with them <laughs> exactly exactly uh that that is that's an interesting point though the the these uh different food delivery services uh there's this and there are others out there. This uh I remember Swans, they do mostly packaged oh, yeah. frozen we, stuff. We have Swans around here and they they they're they're doing really good business right now too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anything where you don't have to go to the grocery store. Now, that's one of the things that is uh local here. My wife has actually been going to the grocery store all along just because we we given our we have particular situations of allergies and stuff. It just mm. it didn't make sense to try to do it with Peapot. And especially given that we go through a gallon of milk every two days. We can't wait a week and a half for, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, groceries. So she's been going, but we've been dealing with um, grocery stores have had limited uh, capacity that, as in state mandated. Right. Only so many people. And that's just been lifted in Massachusetts. So that's nice. 
Um, mm. But uh, but it's you know wear a mask the whole time and the, the whole thing. So it's yeah. I still feel I still feel icky going into stores. I was in one yesterday and the guy is standing near the deli counter, mask off, mm-hmm. talking on his phone, waiting for his deli order. I'm like. <laughs> Get you know, me out of here. You know your voice will carry through the mask, right? <laughs> yeah, really. So, uh, all right. So that's uh, that's what we had to say about online grocery shopping, our our point of view about the, the that version. If if you have questions, uh, if you have anything to add to that uh, conversation and any perspective or any grocery services that we missed or might be even just regional or local to you, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can... Uh, email us at technology at sqpn.com and we'll have our other contact information at the end of the show. Uh, so let's move on to talk about some headlines. Now, I saved this headline from a couple of weeks ago for this very episode because I knew <laughs> I would have Joanne on to talk about it. Our first headline, YouTube TV has hiked the price to $65 a month. <sighs> uh, now, th- keep in mind, in 2018, just two years ago, it was $35. They hiked it in 2018 to 40, and now it's up to 65. And they, what they say is, well, we've been adding channels. You know, we've had, we just added 14 channels in May. We've got 89 channels. But doesn't that really go back to the problem we had with the cable networks? Yep. Like Comcast yep. and Verizon and those guys, which is we don't want the bundle. We, we want to pay less for well, less. So no, well, we we want bundles, but we want bundles with the choice. Yes, because I'm looking at this list; it's all Viacom CBS. Mm-hmm. So these are all channels that came into CBS with the Viacom CBS merger, and it's things like Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount Network, BET, CMT, TV Land, VH1. <laughs> you know what's you know what's a common denominator of those channels? I didn't watch any of them when they were on when I had cable, and I'm not going to watch them now. Right? Why do I have to pay fifteen dollars a month more for them? Right. Exactly. Well, I'm sure you can hear me grinding my teeth all the way through the uh, (laughs) Internet here. Um, You're right about those channels. I mean, we will admit here in my household that we will watch MTV because we want to see I Love the 80s. And that's fine because it's all videos that we, you know, we're we're newly married and watching, you know, on cable. Back when MTV was actually music television. Yeah, actually when it was music television and not, you know, pimp my crib or something. (laughs) So, um, but no, this really, when I got that email, I looked at my husband and I said, it's cable all over again. It's give me yeah. more, but I don't want more. I just want give me the history channel instead of me having to go to Philo and get the history channel, you know, separately uh, for 20 bucks more. I said, this is ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah, I know what they're trying. They sent a um, and I don't know if you got this, Father Corey. They sent like a, a questionnaire a survey about a month or two back. And they said, mm-hmm. pick different things you'd like to you know, here's a bunch of here's a bunch of different channels we're thinking of bringing on board. What would be your preference? Mm. So I went through it dutifully and went and said, I'd love, that wouldn't be bad. It would be nice to have this. And I know I picked quite a few that already reside in Philo because I figured I'll get rid of Philo. If right. you can bring me bring me the history channel and bring me and bring me uh, Paramount, which they did. Paramount came. Yeah. But the history channel did not. So, but to to jump it up from yes, it was thirty five when they first came out. It was forty nine ninety nine when I got into it, and that was their second hike. Now it's sixty four. I don't want to see them hike it anymore because they hike it anymore. I'm gonna go to Fubo. 
I mean, I, I don't right. know what else to do at this point. I was trying to get out of paying this the exorbitant amounts of money for a lot of channels I don't watch again. <laughs> well, you know? every time I like, so I'm still on cable. I have Verizon, and every time I look at, okay, should I should I jump ship and just go internet only on my Verizon? So it, you know, which is still like sixty something bucks a month, and I look at mm-hmm. the, all the other options, and I keep saying, well. I'm not saving anything. I'm I'm spending the same and, and in some cases getting less than I'm getting now. We have reached the threshold now where we're paying, I think, $10 less than we were on cable. But it's only because we also raised our internet speed right. because both mm. of us were working at home. So right. we went to 400 gigabytes, of, well, whatever, up and down. Yep. And... um. So we did that, and then this hit, the rake hike. So it was right. like, okay, so what do we get rid of? Hulu, Netflix, <laughs> what am I getting rid of? Yeah. I, I went to yep. get rid of CVS All, All Access. access. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, but then my husband said, where's Blue Bloods? Oh. And I, we used to be on Prime, and it's not anymore, because I think CBS has taken back almost all of their programming. Yeah. They're starting to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, you're not getting rid of access. I'm okay, good. I can finish <laughs> watching Picard. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, they, what they're going to do, and I'm afraid that, that Google's going to do this, is they're going to start being in the same ballpark as cable. And yep. people are going to leave it, even though they've got a really good interface. They do have a good selection of, yep. of channels. But okay, I can pay less or I can go somewhere else and bundle more and try to make something out some kind of salad out of sling TV. Right. You know, I mean, I just don't want to do that much work. They had, and they still have the local channels, mm-hmm. which I don't want to relegate to an antenna because you know, that can be spotty. I would pay $40, $45 a month to someone who gave me local channels and let me pick the 25 channels I want. I'm with you on that. Um, I would absolutely agree with you on that. I would be cash in the barrel head. Here you go. And it's uh, I like and the only reason why they're doing this pay increase is because CBS Viacom came to him and said, "You, we'll give you your our channels. It's going to cost you fifteen dollars a subscriber." <laughs> right, right. I guarantee you, you can have the package of all our channels because these are all the Viacom channels, yeah, a bucket channel, and the, all the CBS channels, yeah, other right. than locals. And they said, "But it's going to cost you fifteen dollars a subscriber." Well, of course, YouTube's not going to eat that. Yeah, right. or even a significant portion they'll, of that. They're going to pass, pass that on. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like History Channel. Well, there's no A&E channel. Well, that's where History Channel is with. You know, and it's right. and these cable companies, like well, I say cable because these broadcast corporations like Viacom, like A&E, like Discovery, they're missing the whole point of people cutting the mm-hmm. cable. They we are. like your stuff. We like what you make, but we don't want to buy your whole package of stuff. Right. Because I might watch XYZ channel that you own, but I'm not going to watch ABC channel. And I don't mean ABC in particular, you know, DEF channel. Yes. That you also own. But why should I pay for both? Right. They think that they can fit what their their, uh, objective is, is to go to all of the cable cutters, uh, organizations, the cable cutting companies like YouTube and Slang and Fubo, and basically turning them into the same as Comcast and the cable yep. providers, because that way they're taking away consumer choice and we st- we're captive to their uh, their their product. Once again, that's that's the really problem they're going to run to is people like me. They're going to say, you know what? Fine. 
As soon as I got that email from YouTube TV saying we're upping our rates, disconnect. Right. I can and do the, but they mentioned that in their letter, too. We know we are going to lose people. And I'm just sitting there going, I wonder how many you're going to lose and, and when it's not going to be profitable for you to lose more. Right. You know, what's the story here? Because, again, I, I once I showed my husband, I said, look, I froze the screen. I said, look how many channels Discovery owns. Oh, yeah. And it's quite a few. Oh, and you don't you realize yeah. you don't realize they're all discovery channels. It's a handful of players that own most of the TV channels out there. Um, and that's and that's their that's the power they hold over the, these providers like YouTube and, mm-hmm. you know, Comcast and Verizon. They say, if you want if you want a discovery channel, you got to take this other one that nobody wants and you got to pay for it. And I'm not going to give you this one unless you take that one. That's just how it is. That's they have to they have so much power to do that. Yeah. And, and of course, like with Discovery, they have, of course, you've got Discovery on YouTube TV, but you don't have Discovery Life or Discovery Family. Those are on Philo for yeah. me. OK, put them all in one place because I do because the programming is not the same. You're right. not showing me Long Lost Family on Discovery. You're showing me Long Lost Family on, I believe, Discovery Family. But Jen, you're also not showing me Untold Stories of the ER, another guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> um, you know, but so what they've done is they've just spread them all out so that you have to try to get all of them if you're going to watch course. what you want to watch. It's not fair to the rest. The cord cutting was supposed to be cord cutting. Right. What I'd Being like able to see. To choose more. Yeah. It should be like streaming where I just subscribe to Netflix and whatever Netflix has, I can watch it or not watch it. It's all one big yeah. barrel and, and, and I'll pay for that. What I would like to have seen uh, YouTube done with it, I was just thinking about this right now. If YouTube TV had done this right. What they could have done was saying, we're not going to raise your rates, but if you want the Viacom CBS channels, and I guarantee you the contract won't allow it. I can guarantee you Viacom oh, yeah. went to them and said, no, no, it has to be part of your tier. You can't do this as a separate package for $15. Right, because they wouldn't get as much money. Yeah. But I think what they're going to do, and, they, and they've said it, is it looks like they're going to start bundling things. So if you want to pay less, you can have less. But it's not going to watch this. It'll, it'll be like, but you can't have this or this or your local channels. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I, a couple other headlines I want to uh, mention. Uh, there's a Google Meet. Uh, is that which is Google's uh, on you know online video Skype Zoom uh, used mm-hmm. to be Hangouts now it's called Meet. Uh, they've added a new feature for schools for classes educate education market uh, that will protect from Zoom bombing. And if you don't know, Zoom bombing is where uh, anonymous people will get a hold of a open link to a, a Zoom meeting or any one of these uh, online conference calls, and uh, they'll drop in and do obnoxious, immature profane things and uh the disrupting it and they found actually that some kids were having their friends zoom bomb their classes so they gave out of going to class which is typical uh, of kids to, typical yes very no evil one ever ge- saw that company yeah. coming <laughs> yeah. evil genius uh sort of things well google has turned on a new security measure only in its google meet for education subscribers which is uh, will prevent anonymous users from being able to join a meeting uh any any meeting that's an, on an education account. So an anonymous mm-hmm. user is someone who's not signed into a Google account. So if you've got a Google account, you're signed in, you are trackable. That's basically the thinking. Uh, although uh, it doesn't say whether they have to be 
Google education accounts, which require more verification, like anyone can sign up for a Gmail mm-hmm. account. So I'm not sure uh, the verification going on behind that. But nevertheless, um, it's it's designed to be able to track IP addresses and all that sort of stuff to prevent this. I frankly would like to see them do this for everyone, not just for education. Uh, I think it's one of the things I that a lot of people are concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing Zoom meetings with um, Boy Scouts for a merit badge class and it wasn't an education account. So, you know, I was always tell, reminding them, do not post the link to this meeting anywhere. Uh, this is a yeah. private meeting. But uh, so that's it's a nice feature. I wonder if well, I wonder if Google is testing it out with the education package and then we'll roll it out wider later. Oh, maybe it would be nice. Maybe. But I, I'm looking at Google Meet now, you know, versus Zoom for yeah. faith formation coming up in the fall. And I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with. But um, Zoom seems to have the better struck, you know, better, uh, select, believe it or not, selection of security at the moment. But only in the English language could we, you know, Zoom bomb on Google Meet. Wouldn't <laughs> right. you want to call it something else, like yep. meat bombing? I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> meat bombing has a whole other connotation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> From Omaha Steaks. Uh, there you so, go. Uh, <laughs> Actually, we've used Google Meet here. Uh, we actually just used this the other day when we recorded a, a podcast, uh, Father Corey and I. And it worked out pretty well. Uh, we usually use Skype for our podcast, but uh, it worked pretty well. And um, I like it. The one thing that Google Meet has going for the, that Zoom doesn't is a lot of people are uncomfortable with Zoom's connections to the Chinese Communist government. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. There's been mm-hmm. some concern. Now, other, other than political, with a Google Meet, when you set up the meeting, does it give you an option for setting passwords and things like oh, that? Oh, yes. Because I know that's one of the biggest things they say is, mm. you know, not just... It, share the link, but also make sure they know the password, but send the password through some other means like text or something like that. Right. In, in fact, uh, with Google Meet, you can set up the meeting and it will include the password, but it will also, if the person you're setting up with has a Google Calendar account, it will it will put the invite on their Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's yep. it's already there. And the person, when the time for the meeting comes, it's it shows up in the calendar, they click the join the meeting button. So it's very uh, seamless integration. So I, I do I do like that. Um, so uh, last little headline I want to talk about is uh, this little warning from Apple. And this uh, applies here because I, this was related to one of my previous picks of the week. Apple is warning you uh, MacBook users to be careful of putting things over your camera, uh, whether it's one of these third-party shutter things or even thick pieces of tape. I, I'm not so concerned about the thick piece of tape thing, but uh, these shutters, they say the tolerances because it's Apple, the tolerances for the, uh, the, 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 the gap between the screen and the key in the, the case that it lays down on are kind of tight that you could potentially crack your screen by doing it, by putting one of these shutter things on. Now I've had one a, a shutter on my MacBook pro for two, more than two years. It has not been a problem um, and I'm not taking it off. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about that, but uh, it's just something to keep in mind. I, I could see, I could see the worry though, because yeah, you look at that, that gap between the keyboard and, and display when it's closed and there's, you can't get a piece of paper in there. No, I mean, it's, it's tight. tight. But the other thing I could see is one Johnny Ives threw a fit that somebody marred his perfect <laughs> design with a shutter or a piece of tape. Yes. And two Apple's really saying this cause they want to watch you. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. they do that say, just kidding. yeah, they do say that the way that the hardware is engineered, the camera cannot come on unless the uh, light that the, the little green light is 
green or red? I forget. Green. Uh, green. green is also on. It's 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 hardwired in, and someone would have to physically go in and and cut it. Which obviously they would if they're doing that, you've got bigger problems. So, um, uh, so th- there's th- take that with a grain of salt. I still am. Not, I'm still putting a shutter on mine. <laughs> well, and I can understand it, and I I I don't know how you do it because I also know how you know, tight that, that closure is. But as one who had to um, have her display, you know, fixed because of the coding. Oh yeah. I would think if you're putting tape up there and you're taking it on and off, depending on if you're going to use it, I could think you could destroy the coding on the screen. They did so in residue that gets left behind and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is something to be careful. Yeah. But I mean, my daughter's Chromebook has a shutter on it. I wouldn't give a, a computer to my kids without a shutter right. on it. Just a physical shutter. I, I just if they if they really want to help us, they'll put put a physical shutter on built in. That that would be a really nice privacy feature. <laughs> yeah, I'd go for that. All right, so let's move on to our picks of the week. And uh, Joanne, let's start with your pick of the week. Yes, last week I attended, believe it or not, a virtual convention. Mm. This was, um, now this is, this pick is basically for musicians in the Catholic Church or in, in, in any liturgically based church. Uh, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians was planning their annual convention in Louisville, Kentucky, and actually had to go to decide, are we not going to do it or are we going to try to use technology. Well, we use technology. We did an, um, a virtual convention, which had, I would say, 60 to 65% pre-recorded content mm-hmm. and 35% live, including Zoom meetings. We had um, Zoom meetings with the president every single day to talk about issues. Um, people were allowed to come in in Zoom to do Q&A with speakers. Um, it was, believe it or not, a success. Yeah. And what they have done for folks who didn't think this was actually going to work, um, they're leaving the content up and available for anyone to do their own convention um, up until September 15th. So if you go, musicians, if you go to npm.org, You'll see it right on the front page. It's the 43rd annual convention. Click on it. You can register, pay the same price. We all did. Um, But you now can do a convention of four days at your own pace. You can watch way more than I could watch in four days. (laughs) Because there were two registrations. There was a limited registration for the actual four days and then a, a bigger registration that would go till September 15th where you could just do the content at your leisure. I have a feeling this is going to be the something that's going to be used in the future, even yeah. when we go back to in-person, because it's something I've lobbied NPM for for the last five years for people who can't always make it to a convention. Sure, we missed our friends. We missed, you know, going to the bar. We missed, you know, the <laughs> yeah. all-night jam sessions and waking people up at 2 in the morning. Sure, we missed all that. Somewhat. But I, because I was hosting people in zoom watching the convention and then we would talk about it amongst ourselves so there is a lot of possibilities here coming forward so if you want if you're curious and you want to see it or if you're a musician and you want to take advantage of some um education during your downtime right now because you're not all back to masses yet look up the npm annual convention i think you'll find it a pleasant surprise another benefit from the 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 
COVID from, you know, one of the things that's yep, going to be yep. a positive is how much the church, frankly, has got taken up technology, whether it's live streaming masses or this sort of convention. And it's really kicked us in the butt to get, to get doing this stuff that we've been talking. Some of us have been talking about doing for years. Um, yeah. And I'll glad. tell you, if, if it hadn't happened, it would not have come. They would not have tried this yeah. and it would not have come out as good as it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I remember I've been hearing of like Apple did their developer conference online sort of like this. And a lot of people are saying it's better than the in-person one and they should keep doing it. Well, I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting to see going forward for meetings in general, you know, um, and in conventions, like, like you said, Joanne, the convention is not just the talks, although I, I hope that NPM and these other groups that do these virtual conventions, they wise up and say, you know, we don't need to put a deadline on when this stuff's available. Right. It's right. available. People will buy it in December. Yes. If they weren't able to watch it before. People will buy it in a couple of years, you know? Right. Well, right. they're they're just trying this out right now because yeah. it was either that or lose their shirts. So they had, right. but they were very, um, I have to give a, a credit to Amanda Bruce, Berta Cerdo, and her, the committee of people who did this because they really thought about it. I was a beta tester. So I tried to go in as, you know, a, a, a 10 year older version <laughs> of myself, not very tech savvy to let them know you really should do this and that because people aren't going to understand this. And no. they included an entire page and, and a couple yeah. of, of sessions on how to navigate the convention. Yeah, it looks right. really People good. People appreciate that. Yeah, um, they, I see they have like virtual convention 101 with some explanation mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, kudos to them. Right. Good job. They're a really good job. Father Corey, what's your pick? So my pick, you know, we talked about cable cutting and we gr- complained about YouTube TV. Well, here's an option if you're not worried about any particular broadcast channel. And of course, by broadcast channel, I mean anything cable or local or whatever. And we've talked about this service before very briefly in, in cable cord cutting. It's Pluto TV. Pluto.tv is the website. Uh-huh. This actually recently was bought out by Viacom CBS, oh. but that turns out to be a good thing. This is one case where Viacom CBS is doing a good thing because one, you know, Pluto has all these different channels and they're movie channels. There's binge watching TV channels. There's news channels. And some of them are, are you know, major players in the news market. It, it won't be your, your actually CNN, I believe is a rig. The regular broadcast of CNN is available. But mm-hmm. others, you know, like there's the uh, CBS network, uh, news network and things like that. So there's weather, there's uh, music, you know, it's got like the, the like the serious satellite radio style music channels. So on the binge networks, I want to recommend two of them and not a shock. They're very much rec- uh, related to uh, <laughs> other podcasts that Dom and I are on. Yeah. <laughs> so for a couple of months now, they have had classic Doctor Who binge watching channel which means it's basically you, streaming live on a re- constant basis yeah it's it's like you it's streaming doctor who but you just turn it on and whatever episodes watching you can sit and watch it it's great for just watching the background uh-huh and this week they released star trek binge watching nice right now they just have next gen but if i remember the article right that i read eventually they will add some of the other start the other star trek series other than of course disclaimer not the ones on CBS All Access. So Picard won't be on there. Discovery won't be on there. Lower Decks won't be on there. Whatever else comes out. But all the other series from like Enterprise and before will be on this channel. Wow. And it is great too. If you just if you like the idea of just turning on a channel and just sitting there watching whatever's on, and if you just want to binge watch these shows, 
There you go. <laughs> now it is it is commercial supported. They do have commercials, so you have to deal with that. But again, it's it's free, free, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that was the thing that bugs me about CBS All Access is I'm paying you and you're still putting ads in my shows. Yep. Uh, Hulu does that and the others. Um, so that's pretty good. I, yeah, there was those days when we were kids when you just would sit down in front of the TV, turn it on, and whatever was on was on. Like, oh, yep. hey, my favorite episode of this show is on. It's, that's sort yep. of what it is. That's, that's cool. Uh, I noticed that they have uh, Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda uh, running right now. Uh, I may oh. I may go to that after we're done. So, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I, so let me uh, give you my pick first. And uh, so, Father Corey, uh, a, a while ago, a bunch of, a bunch of episodes ago, you picked the Raspberry Pi starter kit uh, as yep. your pick. That was a long time ago. Uh, and that, and if you hadn't done that, that would be my pick. But uh, so I picked one up, a Raspberry Pi, uh, recently. But my pick is the, something I installed on it, which is called Homebridge. And it's an open source project um, that you it's free. You can install on a Raspberry Pi. And what it does is basically just to, uh, it, to describe what I'm using it for is it's a bridge between stuff that works with HomeKit on your Apple devices and stuff mm. that doesn't out of the box. So, for example, mm. one of the things that's bugged me for the longest time was is I can't control my Nest thermostat from my HomeKit. I had to use Echo for that. And even that didn't work very well. <laughs> so I ended up using the app. Uh, well, now I can just say, hey, Siri, set the hallway thermostat to 72. And it's actually doing that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I changed the temperature. 72 degrees, 72 degrees. Yes, yeah, so that's what it did. It, it, I don't know if you heard that, but that's what it said. Yep. And so... Uh, so I can now control it, and it also shows up in the home app, and I can set home and away mode, all that sort of stuff. The other thing I can connect it with is uh, my ring cameras. So now in the home app, I have my ring cameras views visible immediately as soon as I open up, which is actually better than with Echo and with the ring, the built-in ring app. It takes much longer mm -hmm. to get the cameras running uh the the old way this way they're they're on immediately which is amazing uh i'm kind of hoping that uh the developers of the plugin for ring because everything is supported by by individual developers writing plugins i'm hoping that they incorporate the, some of the ios 14 functionality like um they do cloud uh storage so they use mm -hmm. icloud to store your videos like so HomeKit compatible cameras will use icloud to store your uh, video footage mm. instead of having to pay a third party on their servers. Uh, I, I, I'd rather not have to pay <laughs> for a cloud storage. I'm not sure if that'll be possible. We'll see. We'll see what goes. And some of the setup can be a little tricky. Uh, connecting the nest involves a lot of um, digging around in web page code. Uh, the instructions are clear. You can follow it along. And this is not, a, this is, I wouldn't say this is a beginner project. Uh, you, if, if, but if you are at all consider yourself geeky or techie, it's certainly doable. And, uh, and this is just the first step for me for, uh, Raspberry Pi fun. We're going to have an episode <laughs> or two coming up where we're going to talk about more Raspberry Pi stuff. Cause I, I suddenly want to explore the possibilities of having an it, inexpensive a, little computer. <laughs> it has a lot of them. And is it a powerful inexpensive little computer it you is can do a lot with this thing yeah i'm a little worried because it runs a little hot i got the raspberry pi 4 so i may have to figure out a way to do some cooling on it but uh yeah it's 
uh, I'm I'm excited by it. So that's that's my pick. Homebridge has been I've I've only had it running for like 24 hours, and I'm like I'm giddy about it still because it's just uh, I'm, I I admit I'm a little weird about smart home stuff, but <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, so uh, I do want to take a moment to as we wrap things up here to uh, thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, uh, their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. What did you think of our discussion? You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media. Or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And you can find links from our discussion, all the headlines and the picks and everything else, uh, on our show notes at sqpn.com. Remember to like the episodes of The Secrets of Technology on Facebook. You can retweet us on Twitter where we're at sqpn. And definitely engage with us on social media. We love to interact with you there. And uh, and, and so if you show up there, we'll we'll love to have a conversation. Uh, Until next time. Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me for The Secrets of Technology. Well, thank you, Dom. And Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. <laughs>